All right, what's going on? Welcome back to the Insight with Irv show, where this is a podcast dedicated to everyone that wants to uh, grow their business, get on the side of entrepreneurship, improve their mindset, become more efficient, make some more money, generate some more forms, forms of income, and ultimately just become a better person overall in whatever area of life you find yourself in. Uh, I want to welcome you to the show. If this is your first time, I am your host, Irvin. Some of you guys know me as Irv, and some of you guys probably know me as Irv Official. So welcome to the Inside with Irv show. I have a special treat for us today. Um, this is a topic that I've just kind of been thinking about lately because I think that a lot of people have fallen into a trap, and I'm going to tell you what that trap is here in just a second. And this is usually or this is normally a little different from what I would normally talk about. Uh, and the reason for that is if you know me personally, uh, if you've spent any time around me, you know that I am just naturally a competitive person. If I see, I was funny, I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day. We were talking about our experiences at our, at our own gyms. Uh, he's pretty competitive as well. And he was sharing his story that just resonated with me where he mentions, dude, I literally would see someone on the treadmill next to me and it doesn't matter if it's an older guy, uh, it doesn't matter if it's a kid, if that person is has their, let's say, treadmill at five miles an hour or six miles an hour and they have it on an incline and I feel that they're running faster than I am, I'm just gonna put that bad boy up. Or if I see that someone's treadmill next to me says 35 minutes and they still haven't gotten off, I'm not getting off my treadmill until they got off the treadmill. Now, of course, not everyone is as competitive as that. And you know, we are, we're all competitive in, diff in different areas, but that really resonates with me uh, because I am naturally a competitive person, even if let's say it maybe, maybe doesn't come off that way, off some of the content that you listen to, or maybe just some of the things that I post. Uh, but I wanted to attack this podcast from the angle of, I think that a lot of people are competing uh, for the wrong reasons or are competing in wrong ways. Let me, let, me, let me kind of walk us down this alley right here, right? I think that a lot of people, instead of competing with themselves, they're competing with everything and everyone but themselves. They're trying to find a way to justify why what they're doing is either better than someone else or why they lack something that someone else probably has. And this is gonna cause two things to happen inside of you and that's going to bring up worry and that is also going to bring out wants. Now, this is gonna sound confusing, but I, I, I think that it's gonna make sense, especially as we continue to carry on in this episode. I think that there are points where it's okay to worry in the sense of when you don't have all the pieces figured out. That's just naturally going to happen. And I think that that is a natural process in and of itself of worrying about, okay, if I opened up, let's say my LLC, we're talking about business. If I started my LLC and I am now worrying about how am I going to get more customers in through the door? And then the next phase of worry is how much should I charge? And then the next worry is, okay, how can I perfect my product or my service that I'm offering? Notice that everything in that sequence right there had to do more with what the person was offering and what they're doing with themselves and what they're doing again for their customer or their business. And again, this doesn't have to be about business. I'm just giving you that um, as a framework. You can obviously apply this to whatever you want. Uh, but notice how that had to do with them and not so much with the outside, meaning 
oh my gosh, I have an LLC, but this person's business sounds just like mine. Or this person right here opened up their shop right next to me. Or this person right here, they have 50 employees, I only have 25. I get the worry and I get the competitive nature behind that, but there comes a point where it just becomes a little too unhealthy because we start to kind of shift our perspective to what really matters. Now look, when it comes to want, I always want to strive for, let's say, I don't believe in perfection, but I always want to strive for, let's say, toward my potential. I always want to strive toward maybe having uh, more help or, or maybe a bit more of a support group around me. I always want to strive to getting a little bit more sleep at night. I always want to strive to eating a little healthier. Those are all things that are attainable and achievable, and those are all things that have to do with me and myself, not what someone else has, which brings me the meat of, of, of where I'm taking all of this. And that's, I think too many of us have gotten a little bit too acquainted with competition with others, and that's led into a little bit of, of confrontation. And not so much confrontation with them, because let's be honest here, 99.9% .9 of the time, a lot of people are in competition with, with others that they've never even met before, which is the most interesting thing that we can think of, right? You're in competition with someone that you've never met before because you saw what they posted on social media. You're in competition with someone that you never met before because you literally saw them at a stoplight somewhere and now you're looking at their car and you're wondering what they do for a living. Now your mind starts racing and now you feel worse about the situation that you're in, even though others would probably kill to be in the situation that you're in, which again, it all comes back down to perspective. You're in competition with what someone else has not understanding that they would probably want to give it all away just to be living as simple life as possible as what they may see you living. Because apparently to them, you look like you have a stressless life, but to them, or, or you looking at them, you look like, man, they have it all. You know, they have the husband, they have the wife, they have the kids, they have the dog for crying out loud, they have the house, they have, they have the cars. On the other side of that, you probably don't see that maybe it's not the world's best marriage. On the other side of that, what you don't see is maybe their kids aren't necessarily the best kids and they're just really keeping things up behind closed doors. Uh, behind that, you're not seeing that those people have a mortgage that they are dying to get rid of, but they are underwater, meaning they don't have enough equity to get rid of it or they're just trying to figure out, okay, what's our next move before we actually put this house on the market and make the move. What you don't possibly see is those cars that they have, well, they're maybe one or two months away because they've been missing payments from not even having cars anymore and, and, and on the verge of losing their vehicles. And so when it comes to competition, I think that there is a healthy aspect to it when we set boundaries on there. And look, there's nothing weak about saying, I'm gonna shut off social media, at least for a little bit, or you know what, I am not going to follow this person because every time I look at their post, it just doesn't sit well with me because I look at my situation and I just, I, I, I don't want to put myself down every time I look at what they're doing and what I'm lacking. And I wanna make a point here. I don't think, and I know that this is contrary to what most experts and what most people will tell you, but this is my opinion. I don't think that 
uh, social media is to blame for people feeling low about themselves. I don't think that social media is to blame about how uh, a woman feels about herself. I don't think that social media is to blame about how a businessman feels insufficient in his business because he saw someone else post something. I don't feel that social media is to blame for how we feel about ourselves. The reality is that we've always had those insecurities. We've always secretly competed with other people. We've always had this image in our head of what we've wanted. These are things that we've had for thousands upon thousands of years. Let's go ahead and take it back. Before social media, what did we have? We had commercials on TV, right? That showed us the fast life that we wanted to live. That showed us what the ideal person, what the ideal image looked like. Let's go ahead and take that back. Before commercials, what did we have? We had, let's say, the radio. Before the, before the radio, let's say we had newspapers where they would have these images on there of what you should be driving, of what you should look like, of what the perfect meal looked like, of what the ideal family looked like. And so we've always been penetrated with these images or really these ideas that sometimes aren't even our own of what things should look like or what things should be like, but never really stopped to wonder, okay, are these my ideas? Are these my thoughts? And is this actually my perspective? Or is this something that's being projected to me that I've taken in without actually questioning if it's actually right for my lifestyle? So now you take on a pressure that shouldn't have even been mounted on you just because you wanted to keep up with what society was telling you is accurate. But in fact, it's inaccurate, which leads me into my final point here is some of us get in so much competition with other people that we've never met before or with even our siblings, or even let's say uh, someone that we just randomly saw, bumped into down the street, or if you bumped into someone, let's, let's say uh, you graduated from school and now you are looking at how they're li living their life and you're, man and you're thinking, man, I really missed the boat on this one, or man, I must've done something wrong because look how they're living and look how I'm living. I think that there's a big misconception of people wanting to be number one. Yeah, I said that. I don't think that everyone's cut out to be a number one. I think that some people will do just fine, especially when it comes to their mental health, if they are the number two guy or if they are the number two gal on a team. I think that some people are better at assisting than they are at leading. I think that some people are better at, let's say, uh, providing information or helping someone understand, let's say, a piece of information than actually creating that piece of information or actually creating that piece of content. I think that some people are far better at being the number two person or the number five person or the number eight person in an organization because their mental health is just not built to carry what a number one carries. And if you ask most people, this is gonna sound crazy, but if you ask most people that are in the number one spot, they will tell you it comes with way more responsibility than what most people think. And it's way more than what, what, what the applause are. The number one person, whatever that looks like, whether it's in your household or whether it's in your business or whether you are working somewhere, let's say you're the number one salesman, or let's say that you are the number one content creator on Instagram right now, or let's say that you're the number one YouTuber right now in the world, or let's say that you're the number one hairstylist in your area, whatever that looks like, go down the line. If you can talk to this person, they'll tell you. It's not what most people think it is. It comes with, may, with way more responsibility than what comes uh, on, on the job description, so to speak. Uh, the same way that you are able to take the cheers and the applause of the people is the same way that you need to be able to take 
people's criticism when they decide to turn on the number ones. It's the same way that you should be able to take the booze that comes from the stands. And let me tell you something about both of those. If you put too much weight on the applauses, then you would absolutely get crushed the minute that the audience turns on you and they decide to boo you for something that doesn't sit well with them. Conor McGregor said something so interesting. I, I, gosh, I think it was a tweet that he put out, which had to do with money because obviously Conor McGregor is, is a big money guy and everything around him is lucrative. He's a businessman. He said something that I just I thought was very interesting. And obviously, I, I, I want to take that piece and I kind of want to make it our own here for this episode where he mentions one week, and I'm going to paraphrase this because I'm prob probably going to butcher. He mentions one, one week they are cheering you on. The next week they, they hate you. Something along those lines, right? And he says, either week, just make sure that you're getting paid. And I couldn't agree with him more. And I think that when it comes to us actually getting something done, striving to be, uh, you know, the, be the best version of ourselves, the cliche, right? We hear that all the time. If we allow, obviously, too much outside noise, even if it comes from the perspective or, or the idea of they're cheering me on, well, guess what? It's also going to carry just as much, if not more weight when they say you suck or you're an idiot or you're not doing that right. So when you're taking on your role of competing, I want you to take it from the angle of what can I become more efficient in? You know, not so much what can I do, but rather who can I become along this process? I can assure you that when you're looking from the outside towards someone else, you're just going to see the fictitious piece that what they think or what you think they have it all figured out, right? But you're not going to see the underlying issue with yourself. And that's the fact that you just feel insufficient and you just feel inadequate. And even, even beyond that is you have kind of like what we can call this, um, what's the term I'm looking for here? This imposter syndrome, right? And if you're not familiar with the imposter syndrome, what that means is uh, if you are trying to showcase something in front of an audience or if you're trying to, to let's say, post something on social media, you have the fear that people are going to pull the mask off from under you and they're going to say, ha, I got you. You know, you're not what you post on social media or you're not really who you front to be in your business or someone's going to call you out on it, right? Because you feel like you're not worthy of that status or you feel that you're not worthy of the success that comes with the work that you've been doing. But when you are true to yourself, when you don't do it for the applause, when you don't do it to impress anyone else, when you don't do it you know, from, from a place of trying to bring revenge, when you don't do it because you saw what they're doing, so I think I can do it better than they can. When you try to stay true to yourself in whatever it is that you're building, losing weight, building a business, saving money, getting married, having kids, selling, um, uh, let's, let's say selling a business, your extra strategy, when you do it with your intentions behind it, with what you want to accomplish for yourself, not to prove to somebody else and not to show them, that right there is when real freedom happens. And that right there is when you kind of let go of those thoughts of, dude, I'm not an imposter. This is just me. And I put out a post saying uh, yesterday, uh, the, uh, the uh, 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 what was it? It was, no one, no one can tell you how to be yourself. No one can tell you whether you're doing it right or whether you're doing it wrong. Because originality, originality's purest form or, or creativity's purest form is being original. And that's something that I, that I really stand behind. It's one thing to get inspired by people, but it's another thing when we're just out there trying to mimic and be what someone else has already created. So I say that in closing, 
When it comes to competing, make sure that you are always competing with yourself rather than competing uh, for the attention of what someone else could be doing that you think you should be doing, quote unquote, better than they are or the spotlight that you think they have that really belongs to you. So if you found value in this content, make sure to, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button down below and join us here over on the Insight with Irv Show. Don't forget about our, about our main channel, which is the Irv official channel. You guys can check, check, uh, check us out over there. We just hit 100,000 subscribers, by the way, so I just wanna thank you guys that have blessed us over on that side with your presence. And if you are listening here on the podcast, make sure to subscribe here as well and give us a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode. Once again, I appreciate you guys listening. Until next time, everyone, I will see you in the next episode.